Welcome to the Next Wave Connect podcast with President and CEO Callie Dredke, where we empower associations to work smarter, not harder. Hey, welcome back. This is Callie Dredke from Next Wave Connect, and we're so excited to have you back on our podcast. And today we're going to talk about, I feel like, what's been a big beast in the association world, and that is this buzzword of digital transformation. And if you follow trends within the association market, I think it's interesting. We saw digital transformation take a rise in 2017 at the very end, almost Q3, Q4 of 2017, and everybody was talking about it. And then for 2018, it almost fell silent. And then it came back in 2019 with full force. And so I've had a lot of associations ask me in the last couple months, is digital transformation going to be the hottest trend of 2020? And my answer is really simple already has been. This is not the future of associations. It's the now of associations. So if you've been asking yourself if a digital transformation is really affordable for your association, or if this is really the time, this is your podcast. And I got to tell you, whether your association is in the early stages of tech awareness, whether you're emerging into this technical activity, Maybe you're establishing your set plans and models, or even if you're ahead of the game, which is awesome, and you're getting ready for your future technologies. We really designed this podcast today to try and answer all the foundational questions you might have about digital transformation, because I want you to find out how your association can thrive in a digital economy from the best in the field. So quick word of caution. I love podcasts myself. This is why one of the, my favorite things to do is host this here. But if you are listening to this podcast as you're working out today, maybe you're hitting it um, in the car, either to work, coming from work. This may not be the best podcast to do in those situations. I'd love if you could hit pause then and come back when you are sitting at your desk, when you've got your tablet, your piece of paper, or even if you want to play to my nerd heart and you've got your whiteboard ready and blank, because what we're going to do today is we're actually going to challenge you with questions, help you create a framework so that you can lay the foundation for your own digital transformation. The name of the game today is thriving, not surviving. So we're going to take this to the next level. So I sat down a few weeks ago with our executive advisor, Steve Lieber. Some of you might know him. Steve was the former chief executive officer for um, HIMSS, the Healthcare Information Management Systems Society, one of our largest associations in the United States, a major player in the Chicagoland game, health IT. And Steve has led digital transformation for his associations for the last 30 years. And so he's a huge advocate. He's actually someone we're going to be bringing on the podcast in a couple weeks to really follow back up on this topic of digital transformation. But Steve and I were talking a couple weeks ago and I was asking him, was he hearing the same things that I was hearing from our association partners about digital transformation and how, how is digital not the future? And so Steve and I both agreed that we have to get our associations out of the mindset of talking about a digital future. I, I said this in the beginning, and I'm going to tell you again, digital is not the future. It's here and now. So Steve and I sat down together, and we mapped out the top five questions that we get asked by associations who are on the cusp of starting their digital transformation project. And that's what I want to really walk through today. And as I walk through these, I want to make sure you're using this information to create your own digital roadmap. This should be designed to increase your audience size. I want you to be thinking about how are you growing your revenue? And I want you to be thinking about how are you expanding your content scope through strategies, 
through tactics and through technology tools. Yes, the software CEO is going to bring in technology tools, but we're going to talk about how all those combine within the resources and the bandwidth of your individual association, whatever that might be. I don't know if you are one part-time employee or if you've got a hundred employees. Digital transformation is still applicable to your association. You just have to know your bandwidth. So, that said, I'm going to jump straight in. So if you're ready, I'm ready. We're going to talk about question number one, the top question I always get asked, how do you actually create a digital transformation? So I'm going to give you a few pointers. I want you to remember these because as you're having these conversations internally, as you're talking with your team and your management systems, and you're talking about how this is affecting your culture, you have to remember these elements. Going digital is not just about employing digital technologies. If you are just implementing technology to solve a problem, then you are creating a band-aid and not a solution. It's about reinventing your value proposition, guys. Reinventing your value proposition that's centered around your audience's ecosystem. What makes their world spin? Every association or non-for-profit one day is going to be a digital organization, and that day is coming really, really quickly. So remember, write these three things down. I want you to remember this is the foundation for your digital transformation as we're going to walk through these other steps. Number one, strategy drives digital transformation. It is your core value proposition. Number two, the power of a digital strategy lies in its scope and objectives. I'm going to walk you through here in a second. We're going to walk through a little bit of designing your own roadmap. And I'm going to ask you for each of the pillars that we talk about. What is your scope and what is your objective? So remember that now. Number three, success is realized through implementing an integrative set of audience, content, technology, and operational strategies. And you're going to see that come back here in a second when we start talking about framework. So I mentioned objective, and now we're going to jump straight into number two, the second question I always get asked. What is your objective when you're looking at a digital transformation? So if you have that blank piece of paper, if you got that tablet out or your whiteboard, I want you to actually take a section across the top, and I want you to create five boxes. I want a row of five boxes. And I want you to label those five boxes, and I'm going to go through them one through five. The first box should say enterprise culture enterprise culture. The second one needs to be audience. Number three is content. Number four is technology. And number five is operations. So you heard me talking about how the success is realized through that integrated set of those five things. So these are your five pillars as you're creating your roadmap. Enterprise culture, audience, content, technology, and operations. So now if you're looking at that row of boxes, I want you to start mapping out some some notes about scope and objective underneath those boxes. So when you're looking at enterprise culture, I want you to ask yourself, how are you going to ensure a product portfolio and a business strategy that are aligned with your target audience to drive greater customer engagement? Now remember here, I'm not talking about your current members. Current members are fantastic. They're the heartbeat of your association. I wouldn't ignore them for a minute. But we're talking about growth. And growth means looking outside of the general membership today. And we're going to talk even more about audience. And that's going to come obviously in pillar number two. But let's figure out how can we drive a greater level of customer engagement. 
Also, when we're looking at culture, I want you to think about how are you going to establish management and government culture that's supportive of this entrepreneurship model, this non-association mindset that is really looking at this business model from a nimbleness, nimbleness perspective. That's even a tongue twister if you think about it. But you are going to have to be nimble because your core projects and products that you've been using for the last 10 years, will they survive the next 10? I don't know. Only you do. But what I'm telling you is the more we advance into this digital space, this on-demand expectation, you have to be able to move quickly. You have to be able to react to the way your audience is engaging, what they're needing, and deliver that quickly and efficiently so that your association stays at the forefront of their mind and therefore you are always a part of their value proposition. And if your management culture isn't supportive of that, if you would classify your management culture as a traditional mindset, you may not be ready for this digital transformation. And I would caution you to think about that wholeheartedly because this has to go all the way from the top to the bottom. We're going to move now to pillar two. We're going to look specifically at audience. And I want you to really think broadly about your audience in addition to your members. We talked about this a little earlier, and now I'm going to revert back to it. Who is in that broader audience? Who do they work for? Who do they work with? Who do they buy from? Who do they associate with? Who do they want to influence? Who impacts their work? So many of associations that I work with, when I talk about audience expansion, then they're, they start looking at maybe new classifications of members and stop. We have to stop thinking that, that it's all about driving membership. That broader audience may be primed for membership in the next 30 days, in the next two years. They may never be primed for membership, and that's okay. I'm a mother of a four-year-old. I constantly digest content from the American Academy of Pediatrics. I am not fit nor qualified to be a member of the American Academy of Pediatrics, but I am an active participant in their audience. They provide value to me, and therefore when they look at that broader audience, they capture me as a number. So my question to you is, how are you capturing somebody like me? How are you capturing that bigger audience? And those notes, those thoughts that are coming to you, write them down underneath that pillar of audience because that's going to be a foundation for your roadmap of growth. We're going to move now to your third box and we're going to look at content. My biggest question and challenge to you here is how are you not only meeting but exceeding the information and knowledge leads of that audience. So you're building as you go across this project. You've now taken who your audience is. You've shown an audience growth. And now, how are you exceeding the knowledge needs of that broader audience? There are three components to your audience that I want you to, I mean, I'm sorry, that, to your content that I want you to remember. Development, distribution, and monetization. Write those three things down under content development, distribution, and monetization. I'm talking about ways that you can develop content both as the source and not as the source. You don't have to be the source of all your content. You just want to create some digital space where they're always taking that, your audience is taking that content from you. How are you distributing it? We're obviously talking about a digital space. So if you are still delivering things via fax and flyers, we're going to have to move that a little bit in your model. 
I want you to figure out how are you going to reduce barriers to that content while still maintaining some privilege for your members. Again, we're not leaving members out in the cold. They're vital to your success, but we want to reduce those barriers to content for others so that audience is continuously expanding while there is still some special place, some special privilege for your members. So you're adding value to both sides of your ecosystem. And then from a monetization perspective, information is expected to be free. Steve says this all the time, and I think it's something that we probably need to add as a poster in Next Wave Connect, and I hope this resonates with you too. Information is expected to be free, but knowledge comes at a cost. So how can you leverage your audience size, its behaviors to drive revenues from those seeking markets that you've already identified in pillar two of your audience? That is start. That needs to be part of your monetization plan. So now you're looking at content from three places, development, distribution, and monetization. We're going to move across the board right now, and we're going to focus on box four, which should be your technology box. Again, I'm going to give you three steps here that I want you to write down to your technology strategy. Digitization, analysis, and usability. So when I talk about digitization, I'm talking about how do you, as this individual leader or your association as a whole, how do you install some type of digital platform that's going to tie multiple applications together to drive value? It's got to be a central location for your contacts, your content, your analytics, and your distribution. And guys, if you're thinking right now that that is your AMS, I would strongly urge you to, con- to keep looking at that square. Keep looking at that process. Can your AMS really drive and tie in all those various applications? If your answer is still yes, then I say kudos to you. But I have a hard time believing that that is your answer and your final answer. So think about it. When I talk about analysis, I want you to literally start making a list. I want you to make a list of all the applications that you're using today in your association. Every piece of software, every tool that you used to either be a band-aid or maybe it's working beautifully, I want you to think about everything from your website to your communities, to your AMS, to your marketing automation, to your event programs and specialties. Start listing all those applications out and I want you to figure out how are those capturing, capturing and analyzing your audience? How are they looking at your interests, their behaviors, across all deliveries because if those individual applications aren't helping you dig down into behaviors then you're capturing the who and not the what and the what's what's going to drive value the what is what's going to help drive this digital transformation to create revenue opportunities so make that list of your technology applications take a moment to take a step back you may do this later after the podcast and i want you to figure out where do you have overlapping technologies Where do you have gaps in your technology? And that's going to help lead you to a larger list of what do we need to move into this next phase? Maybe a lot of those are moving over. Maybe some of them are getting left behind. Maybe you're adding some new, but use that as a little bit of a gradual process to get you to a final list of technology. And then I want you to look at the usability. I want you to figure out how can you build an enterprise system and processes 
that impose discipline, that eliminate non-value adding variability. And truthfully, guys, they have to optimize your business processes with a customer facing experience. If your team is consistently having to be the Oz behind the curtain, you are failing. That's okay. We all fail, but we need to fix it. And last but not least, we're going to go hit that fifth box right now, and that's your operations. The transformation to a digitized is it's predicated on moving from business functional silos to operational backbones. So you may see if you look at your organization today that you have all these various departments. Do your pillars feel siloed? If they do, we are going to have to look in this digital transformation process of how we can move to a backbone that consists of shared data, shared applications, and shared technology and standardized processes that then feed those pillars so that everything is predicated on the success of that backbone and we don't have individual pillars using their own set of tools because it answers their one question. It's how does this bring value back to the organization as a whole? Um, We've got to figure out, and I want you to start brainstorming when you're looking at that box of operations, how do you increase your organizational value, relevancy, impact, size, and revenue? Because when you're looking across the board, this plan should answer all those things. How are you going to achieve a greater revenue diversity through these new specialized strategies? So if you're bringing in these new tools, are those new tools because you're creating new programs? So do those new programs create new revenue opportunities? Because if not, then we're working backwards and not forwards. Okay, so you've, you've made your five boxes. You've started to look at your notes. If I'm going too fast because this is a podcast and I, wanna, you know, I want you to keep with me, make sure you're writing those notes down of what you've got to come back and fill in. Because now the third question, which obviously feels perfect for this sequence of where we are today is, well, okay, now where do I start? You start with strategy and you start with infrastructure. I want you to create a plan that allows you to review, refine, and adopt clear statements of objectives on that audience, the content, the technology, and the operational strategies to ensure alignment of your board, your management, and your staff on purpose and desired outcomes. So I was recently working through this exact type of project with um, an association partner that we have up in the Northeast. They've got a little less than 20,000 members. And where did we start this process? We actually broke it down to the staff level. So we created four teams. One we called the staff team. Then we had a management team, a leadership team, and the board. And we took each individual group and we started asking them questions, obviously trying to adopt a clear statement of objectives around those pillars at each level. And then what we did is combined those into one slide and said, how can we take these four statements and merge them into one? And what was beautiful about the process is that everybody was on board because everybody had a seat at the table. The conversations lasted no more than an hour each group, but everyone was feeding in their own thoughts. And so all of a sudden we were taking four statements and combining them into one. So I don't care if you have a hundred staff or 30 staff like this association did, or if you have two, everyone can contribute to developing 
these clear statements of objectives, what are you trying to accomplish in terms of audience, content, technology, and operations? You've mapped it out on your board. You know where you want to go. So let's put a clear statement in line so that whenever we're looking at this, whenever your team is evaluating opportunities, whether that be new applications, whether that be new strategies, new programs, you can ask yourself, does this meet our one objective? It's one sentence. Does it meet our objective? If the answer is yes, then we're looking to implement it. And if the answer is no, then we're going back to the drawing board. The next step in this strategy and infrastructure is really developing and implementing a technology plan. So I'm, I'm going to go back to your technology pillar that you've got on your board or on your sheet. And I, and I asked you to consider what all your write down what a list of all your technology applications that you're using today and I wanted you to figure out where your holes are so I'm going to go back to that because some of you may have skipped over it or you may have thought oh I, lo I got lost on where we were I want you to consider your opportunities like community platforms contact management systems do you have a content management system what does your website look like and the website platform where is your AMS in this? Do you have marketing automation? Do you have event management systems? Learning management systems? What's driving your analytics? What's driving your business solutions on the, on the, on the private side? What are you using for your contract management system? What about, are you using Office 365 or Google? These are all the applications I'm wanting you to write down. So once you have that list of your current applications, you can start to box in what, what, what fits together. And you're going to see where there's overlap. I want you to identify where there's holes. If there's something that I mentioned above and you don't have that, it needs to be on your list for consideration in the future. And then I want you to figure out what's missing that's going to give you that larger business opportunity that you've already identified, obviously, under your strategies and your audiences. Because if you're not already doing marketing automation, but one of your opportunities in that greater audience is a bigger marketing push, then you're obviously going to need marketing automation because you can't consistently just add staff to meet that need. So again, figure out where your holes are. So we've talked now about how do you get there? Where do you start? And that's with strategy and infrastructure. So some of you might be asking what I felt like number four, our top number four question was, which is how do I know based off all this information if I'm actually ready to transform? Because you've walked through the process, you know where you want to go, but is now the time to start? And I'm telling you that that takes a little bit of a gut check because you got to take a hard look at the foundation of your business strategies. What side of the aisle does your association fall on? And I mentioned this a little bit earlier when I talked about governance and leadership, but are you traditional? Are you transformational? If you find yourself sitting on the transitional bucket too often, you may not be ready for a complete overhaul. If you feel like you're just consistently going with the flow, it may not be time to grow. Now, I'd caution you there because the question is, can you afford not to grow? But if you say... I feel like we are consistently on the traditional side of the aisle. Um, even though you may not be ready for a digital transformation, you don't need to sit around and wait either. There's ways to couple some of your existing applications and programs 
with strategies and new resource opportunities to begin a pattern of incremental change. So you may not be ready to go through the full transformation, but you may be able to look at some of those pillars on the wall, some of those segments and say, I want to start here first, and then I want to work my way because you're going to show clear wins at each level and phase. Um, If you are on the transformational side of the aisle, if you feel like your association team and leadership is consistently saying, how are we going to grow? How are we going to evolve? How are we going to deliver greater value? If you're consistently looking outside the box to say, we don't want to stay in this former mindset of we've always done it this way, we're ready to pave a new path, then I'd say, let's go. Now is the time to transform. You are ready for a digital transformation. But just remember, if you can't change the culture, you change the climate. So again, if you're going back to which side of the aisle I'm on, if you can't change the culture, then you change the climate. You start making those incremental changes and you are going to see your team either get on board or you're going to have to make some changes in your team. And the last and final question that I'll I'll address here today is there always comes then the finance opportunity. And I get associations giving me an excuse all the time. They'll say, our staff or our membership, we're just, we're not big enough. We are too small to do a digital transformation. That's not even in our wheelhouse. And I can't tell you how much that gives me a pain in the middle of my head because there is no such thing as too small to have a digital transformation. In fact, I would actually argue the latter. I would say that small organizations have an advantage of going all in on digital. And it's simple. Technology's impact on these associations is greater because there's some small association leaders listening to this podcast today and you know that you don't have enough people to throw at the problem. You don't even have enough people to put out some of the fires that you've got, right? So digital is the only answer that you can see. Number two, I think that smaller associations are quicker to adopt new software, especially like engagement platforms, which seem to be the center place that a lot of these exterior applications can tie into. Because they're not tied to a monolithic AMS-centered application structure. They see the value in spreading those out and bringing them into an engagement platform because they see the value in being able to establish and gain those behavior analytics so they can go past the traditional who and get into the what and why. I also think that small associations, (laughs) let's be honest, they realize that they're not the expertise. They don't have the experts in-house to do this type of digital transformation project. And so they're more likely to outsource. And where, however you choose to outsource is your decision, but make sure that that partner shares the same value proposition as you. Make sure they're looking at this, especially because so much of digital is focused on technology. Make sure that they have that technology understanding and they share the same principles as you. So Where do you go from here? I want you to go back to this drawing board. I want you to analyze your questions. I want you to fill in the blanks. If you have to replay this podcast to hear the questions over and over again, do it as many times until you have that plan on the board. I want you to draw on experts, whether that be other association leaders that you've talked to before. Maybe they're going through this and you just want to hear a little bit about their wins and maybe even a couple stumbles along the way. Bring in some members of your team. Get some buy-in here. Get people excited about seeing where the future can go. I want you to host that strategy session. And then I want you to reflect. Are you ready? Do you have the right people in place? Do you have the right culture in place? 
do you have the right partner in place if you're not tackling this yourself? Because again, I'll stress this until I'm blue in the face. Digital is not the future. Digital is today. So if you're not looking at a digital transformation, you're behind the curve and I want you to get caught up fast. Um, again, I'd love to be able to talk to you. If you've got questions on how to set up a digital transformation, if a digital transformation is affordable for your association, if you're ready, if you're looking for somebody to be a leaning peer that you can um, bounce all this off of, I'd love to talk to you. You can get in contact with our team of executive advisors and content ambassadors at www.nextwaveconnect.com. Until then, work smarter, not harder.